Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Good morning and welcome to Tech Talk. And we have gadgets, gizmos, advice, you name it, discussions around technology like you would not believe. So invite all your friends all your family, and anybody else that you know. If you just got the slightest interest in technology and want to hear about all the latest and the greatest, well, this is the only place you can listen for an hour to me talking all about things I love, which is technology, and trying to, you know, demystify some of it, give some advice where advice is needed. I get to play with all the latest toys, so hopefully can help in any buying or purchase decision that you got to make down the road. And um, we've actually got a really interesting discussion a little later in Tech Talk Cafe where we are going to be talking to King Price Insurance. Now, over the last, and again, I'm afraid this week, there's another cyber leak from another massive provider in South Africa. So cyber crime and cyber you know, problems and all these sort of issues are really becoming mainstream. I mean, rare that you get, well, maybe not in Johannesburg, but certainly rare that you get knocked over the head to steal your bank card. These days, they seem to hack you from wherever or get into your electronic stuff and, you know, quietly in the dead of the night, which obviously crooks only work at night, in the dead of the night, they sneak all the cash out of your bank account without you knowing. So, Stay tuned. We've got this really interesting um, discussion with King Price, and they've got some really interesting insurance for businesses around the whole cyber crime and cyber threats issue, which I think is quite a good idea, not something that we think about a lot. But stay tuned for that. Well, the news of the week, this is high season for tech launches. And I must tell you, my desk looks like a cell phone graveyard, maybe not a graveyard, maybe a, a birthing booth, or you name it, you whatever you want to call it. But there are tons and tons of new phones on the market, all trying to get in before the sort of holiday rush towards the end of the year. But there's some really exciting ones um, out there and some, you know, some really good product that perhaps this is the time that you're looking to change and fix and do what you need to do. And Huawei are a company that certainly have been making waves of late. They've certainly come into the public consciousness really quickly And they have been producing some spectacular, very competitive, extremely well-priced and some rather innovative phones over the last little while. And we discussed their whole, you know, um, artificial intelligence phones, just rearranging things in the studio here. Nothing serious. Nothing fell over. And um, they've been, you know, they were the first to market with their new Kirin 730 chip, which is an AI chip, which has got AI built into the chip. Now, we discussed that. And artificial intelligence, well, maybe they're overstating it, but certainly a whole massive neural type network processor, something that works a little bit more like your brain rather than a a massively fast adding machine. And they are starting to build these into their chips. And their first product, which is launching next week on the 6th in Cape Town here in South Africa, launched on the 16th of October globally, is the Mate 10. And this week, uh, Huawei announced with Standard Bank that they're bringing this product to to Standard Bank customers. So anyone who out there and are Standard Bank customers, um, and it'll be featured in their VIP financial offerings who want to purchase it on one, you know, through the bank itself. And what that really translates to is an interest-free purchase over a period of 24 months through your bank. And it allows you, which I've always advised, to pick and choose and change your your contract with your service provider, whoever it is, um, for, you know, um, as and when you want without being locked in because the handset is what locks you in. When you buy a handset for two years, it locks you into your service provider. So if a new deal comes along, hard to switch and change. But anyway, they're going to be offering the Mate 10 Pro, which is the high-end device, which has got the Kirin 970 chip, dual cameras, all sorts of stuff. But I'll give you a full review next week when I lay my hands on one. And the Mate 10 Porsche design, which is being touted as the most expensive smartphone in South Africa, bar none. Well, we've yet to see the pricing of the iPhone 10 or X, as it's called, or the yeah, that should. There's a big rumor that one is coming out next week. How's that for an interesting one? It launches this Friday, tomorrow, internationally on the 3rd of November. And there's a rumor, which is unconfirmed, and the networks were mumbling something about this last week, that it may actually hit our shores in very limited quantities on the 14th of um, 
November. But anyway, back to what Huawei and Standard Bank are doing. So I had a little chat to the both the Huawei representative and the Standard Bank's representative at the signing ceremony. Chinese guys love signing ceremonies, but they, they signed an agreement to cooperate on a lot more than simply um, phones. Obviously a good idea that the Mate 10 and the, and the Mate 10 Porsche will be available from them. And I think the pricing of that device will be very Wait, stay tuned. Will be competitive, certainly high end, but not quite the Mate the Mate Ten Pro. Certainly, will be very competitive with the you know the Galaxy S Eight and other competitors in that space. But what they are looking to do is actually take this association way ahead. In China, there's something called uh, Huawei Pay, which is the same as Apple Pay. So you can use your phone to do all sorts of um, payments and get through the subway and you name it on the bus wherever you go and it's something that they need obviously a financial company to work with and they are working with standard bank and standard bank you know being a digital bank like all other banks today are certainly looking for ways to you know make things easier get uh, the smartphone which is pretty much ubiquitous across most of their customers and more and more so across the country get more and more people using their smartphone to do lots of things so you don't need to carry your credit card around can use your smartphone to pay for things, to buy things, to check on your balances. And like FNB do, they actually penalize you. You don't get as many e-bucks if you don't use the app on your phone. So the phone is definitely becoming quite the thing. And Standard Bank and Huawei are working together quite closely, but mainly because the security is built into the chip. So they're trying to figure out how to make it work directly with all the apps and all the systems that Standard Bank uses. So I think that the application of financial services via smart devices is definitely going to be an area that's going to be super hot for the next couple of years. And it's it's just a no-brainer because you've always got your phone on you. Generally, the battery life is improving marginally, so it doesn't run out of juice when you, you, know, you least need it to. But generally, there's no question that a smartphone is becoming the de facto device for the vast majority of South Africans. And Standard Bank and Huawei are definitely working together to try to do it. Don't hold your breath. I don't think we're going to see something like Apple Pay here for the nearish future, though something I'm going to try to find out about. But certainly there is already through the FNB app the ability to use your Huawei or any other Android phone for payments um, at certain places. I've never yet quite been able to make it work, but it uh, I'm assured it does work. And uh, we're going to see more and more of that, and more and more people are going to be able to use their devices to pay for things. But certainly the, the Huawei products are cutting edge and certainly out there, and um, maybe they will be the ones to bring it mainstream. Though, again, we've heard that before the end of this year, Samsung Pay will be coming to South Africa. So that space is certainly getting very crowded, lots and lots of interesting stuff going on, and paying with your phone will become second nature. I, I honestly believe that, and it'll be easy. You use it to go on the car train. You use it internationally. They're looking at a consortium on all the payment platforms for the various subways globally. So you'll be able to just take your phone, use it anywhere, not worry about exchange rates. Well, worry about exchange rates, but not worrying about exchanging your dollars or your euros or your yen for whatever currency you're in. Just use your phone and let the banks do all the heavy lifting and keep you all sort of connected and whatever. Now, unfortunately, as I said to you, there has been another massive hack in South Africa. Hetzner, which is one of South Africa's largest uh, service providers and ISPs, has had their platform hacked. And we'll be back straight after this quick break, and I'll just tell you what's going on there. And if you have anything to do with Hetzner, maybe maybe worth your while. In fact, not maybe. You have to change your password. We'll be back straight after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, hi there, and welcome back. And we've got a quick live read to help pay the bills here at Chai. Now, back to our unfortunate hacks Last week, we were talking about all your ID numbers and whatnot being leaked online. And that's quietened down a little. But again, please be paranoid. No matter what anyone tells you over the phone, via SMS, via email, do not send sensitive information to anybody for any reason. If you, if in doubt, phone your bank. If in doubt, phone SARS. If in doubt, contact the people who purport to be asking for information directly using a number that you get, not from them, but from someone else. Enough of the lecture around that. But just to fill you in, Hetzner have a platform called Console H with a K. 
And that platform has been hacked. And what has been exposed, unfortunately, is all customer details. So whatever you've given Hetzner, name, address, ID number, telephone numbers, email addresses, your domain, and this is where it gets really critical. If you have a website and you've hosted it with Hetzner, they've now got your FTP password. Now, the FTP password is the, the, the protocol you use to upload your website and to um, load files and amend files and make changes to the actual files that exist on your, your website. And if someone's got that, that FTP password, they can inject malware, they can load all sorts of malicious script and do all sorts of things on your website that you really don't want them to do. And even worse, they've probably got your bank account details, check and savings, no credit cards, because credit cards are not stored on their system. But if you paid by bank card or account, um, they've got those details as well. So essentially what you should do is change all your database access passwords. Um, and you will need to update all your, your web strings to make sure that these are done. And Hetzner have taken care of and has updated your FTP passwords for you. In other words, you have to go in and reset this password. You can't just normally log in as you did in the past. You're going to have to reset and go through it. But if you've got any additional FTP passwords, you've given your web designer or your son or your cousin or whoever it is that deals with your website, um, access via an independent FTP login, you've got to go in and change all those. And any emails that you are hosted via Hetzner, and in fact, any emails that are hosted, if you have anything to do with Hetzner, whether your website's there or not, um, get rid of those passwords, change them, change them all. And if you have a Console H control panel login uh, password, change it anyway. They say it's not been compromised. No, it was something they call an SQL injection attack, which is highly technical, but it didn't compromise. No one's, you know, they didn't use a, an administrator password or that and crack an administrator password to get in. But anyway, um, change all your passwords and stay safe out there. This is a scary place we live in with all these things. Now, something else came across my desk, which may or may not affect you, but a lot of us have got friends, family, loved ones, you name it, or people who are going to be traveling internationally over the next couple of months. And what do you do? You phone them, you stay in touch. It's a good time as the holidays approach, to, to contact them. Well, Telcom announced um, that their international calling rates from fixed lines to fixed lines and mobile numbers internationally have changed as of 1 November. Now, the changes I've seen are not huge. They're not big deals, but they have changed. So they have changed. And if you go to the Telcom website, you can get a full list of tariffs of what's changed. But, for example, calls are you know, per minute and off-peak or on-peak, doesn't matter where you call, but certain places like Mozambique has dropped down to half, to 50 cents a minute, whereas the Netherlands, on the other hand, has actually gone up a, a touch to 4.97 a minute. In the UK, for fixed lines, it's 3.19 a minute, and the USA, fixed high costs, so in other words, to all... Um, Basically, all phone numbers around about three rand fifty-three, which is pretty expensive. There are a lot of cheaper ways to call, but I'm not going to focus on that. And uh, if you phone special numbers or premium premium numbers, you'll probably be paying slightly less. The price, for example, to the UK free phone is around about sixty cents a minute. So stay uh, stay alert. Just be aware that some of these calls can cost a lot of money. Often you'll find that, for example, cell phone calls on MTN and Vodacom can be cheaper depending on your package, depending on what you're doing. So be aware when you're phoning internationally that, in fact, it might feel counterintuitive to use your cell phone rather than your fixed line, but uh, it may actually be cheaper. So check your package, check what the mobile operators are offering, and um, also go to the new uh, go to the Telcom website, search for tariffs. Um, and there's a full list of all the dialing tariffs and everything, and you can actually see straight away who's, you know, what they're charging for where and what you're calling. So, stay, you know, as usual, you have to keep your wits about you before you get that massive phone bill because you spent an hour talking to your whoever um, sitting in London because you were missing them. So prices are changing. Stay on top of it. And as I say, definitely check to see um, what the story with your mobile provider is because they're actually offering pretty good deals. And talking about mobile providers, well, you may or may not have heard, but Celsi recently have new shareholders, and they are Blue Label. Now, Blue Label are quite a interesting bunch. They've been 
business in South Africa for a long time, owned by the Levy Brothers. And um, they've been doing some interesting things. They're one of the biggest voucher providers uh, for cell phone vouchers across the country, amongst a host of other businesses. They've definitely diversified. But this was a big chunk. They own, I think, something in the region of 45% of CellC. They've recapitalized the business. And already we're starting to see things change, though – what I saw yesterday, I was assured, had nothing to do with Blue Label at any level. But it is a new platform called Black from Cell C. Now, interesting name, but it's really an interesting service. And it is essentially a video-on-demand streaming service across mobile, television, PC, you name it. But where it seems to be different to any other, I mean, we've got Netflix, we've got Showmax, there's so many, there's Amazon Prime, there's just so many services all of a sudden in the country. But what Celsi say is different about this one, and apparently it's going live tomorrow, and I should get some access um, to trial it out. It's a sort of a soft launch with a main launch on the 14th of November. Big day that 14th of November, all sorts of things are happening around that time. But essentially, with this new video entertainment platform, and it is more of a platform than the service, they are taking aim at both multi-choice and the guys such as Netflix and Showmax. So they say at launch there's going to be about 5,000 movies with 450 new movies. But what is different is that it's a very a la carte type service. So in other words, you can pay 389 rand a month, which is about half of what DSTV costs, or you can pay 5 rand for an hour. And the benefit of doing that is they're going to have live sports They've already signed up some international guys. Like, so the whole Barclays Premiership football games will be available just after the fact. But they'll be streaming them live um, from England and from wherever they are to your little thing. Now, you can access you can access Black using iOS or Android apps. And they're going to be called Get Black. So you must just look on your, your Android App Store or your or the Play Store or the Google or the iOS App Store for Get Black, and they are going to have a little Android powered TV set top box so you can make your TV smart. And if your TV isn't is smart already, there should be an app built in which will pop up in your in your TV's app store. All these app stores can drive you dilly, but anyway, it should be around. And also on the 14th of November, the um, Celsi are going to be announcing a really interesting package for its own subscribers obviously being owned by celsi they control the whole stack and they can do some interesting things so maybe now's not the time to change your contract till the 14th because there may be a whole host of uh, special data pricing mtn have also um, hinted at some spectacular data pricing or spectacular packages for the new year so Oh, well for this month before the new year so there's a lot happening in this space so Keep your eyes peeled. I will try to bring you as much info as I can over the next few weeks. But certainly there is something happening in that space. And from what I could see at the launch, this looks like a super competitive offering. I mean, ultimately, they want to try to offer hotel bookings, maybe a step too far, and flight bookings through the platform. But right now, it looks like a really super competitive Hulu style, if you've ever heard of Hulu. Hulu style offering with lots of product, lots of content, local content, international content, all the top series, um, all for reasonable money. Now, uh, I've just been informed again, time flies. We've got to have a quick break, and then we've got Tech Talk Cafe, and then I'll be back with the Sonya Expe- Sony Xperia X1, um, which is my gadget of the week, and that's a great new little cell phone from Sony. So we'll be back straight after this. Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, good morning and welcome to Tech Talk Cafe right here on High FM. And I have got on the line, unfortunately not in the studio because we're a little far apart for that, is Veynan van Furen, who's the head of legal and claims at King Price. Now, just to give a little bit of context before we, you know, Veynan comes on the line, essentially cybercrime, the whole cyber fraud issue has just become a huge thing. We've spoken about it on air recently, and it's just a big deal. Well, uh, the people at King Price have got some ideas around this. So welcome to the show, Vainant. Thank you very much, Stephen. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and what your perspective on this whole cybercrime issue is. You've got some innovative products, as I understand it now. Yes, that is true. You know, we've realized in the last few years that, um, you know, the risk is becoming bigger and bigger 
IBM has done a, a survey with one of our biggest reinsurers, and the outcome of that was that one in every three businesses will fall victim of these cyber crimes and hackers, you know, um, in the near future. And um, therefore, we knew, you know, that business owners and individuals are so exposed that you and 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 it's so difficult and costly if you if you find yourself in circumstances where your business come to a standstill because of this hackers holding you, for example, ransom, you know, before they release your data again, that, um, you know, the clients and people in South Africa need um, insurance um, on, on, this, on these risks and these excessive costs to make sure, you know, that there are, is no business interruption and that things can just go on. And with that, we have a product um, that, 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 you know, can cover all those risks currently and, um, you know, make sure you've got that peace of mind. Now, just give us a little bit more detail because, you know, obviously, uh, we, we quite recently there was a massive scare around these whole, the whole ransomware thing where people were, you know, told to send money via Bitcoin and all sorts of things to unlock your, your PC. And I mean, we've, Often on the on the on the show, discuss the fact that you should never click on emails that come from unknown sources and things like that. Yes. But that's not what this is about. The fact is, like you would insure your office contents, you're now talking about insuring um, the security from a technical and or a technological point of view. How does this actually work? I mean, how would you quantify such a such a, a risk? Yes. I think it's maybe um, better if we start that, you know, people don't always know, you know, what is, if we refer to cybersecurity, what it all entails. So if you have um, uh, computer systems, that includes your data, um, you know, software, and the biggest risk that comes with that is your um, legal liability on um, how you look after these assets. Just to give you an example, um, you know, we've seen the Personal Informa- uh, Protection of Personal Information Act that we're also waiting for, um, for, for, for sign-off that's going to put so much more liability on business owners and individuals that in any way have access to um, people's information, you know, like credit card details or just personal information like we saw that could that, that um, was available now, that was hacked and available now on the net on millions of South Africans. You know, those things are, again, um, you need to make sure that you have your things as a business owner in place to make sure that you can't negligently or deliberately or so one of your staff members let it out, this information out, and then it falls into the wrong hands. The hackers are actually after this because it's sold on the black market again. And then those individuals, um, the, 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 the banking details and that that is um, leaked out, they again have recourse against you and your business. And that obviously so has a financial component. I mean, they would obviously sue you for any of the damages they incurred because you let the information out there. Yes, that is correct. And, um, you know, or just an, an email that's sent out, you know, that's forwarded by one of your staff to another business and that's opened up, they can, can set something loose in that um, environment and that can bring that business to a halt. Um, and I mean, with loss of income and everything, and you can then again be liable for that. Um, so people don't realize the exposure up until now, what we've seen. I mean, we've had attorneys firms here in South Africa that's been operating for many years that, um, that where hackers came in, brought their whole business to a standstill and then said, okay, they want this ransom amount of millions before they will release it again. We also saw Deloitte, what a big company, that, that um, admitted that, you know, they were hacked into their systems um, in October last year and um, – and, and you know what the effect of that was, documentation that was stolen and details of clients. Um, and you know the, the, the recourse of those clients against, against the business like that, even if you have a small business, can close your doors. And to, to get yourself out of a scenario like that can be very costly. Oh, that's understood. So, all of, you know, that's one element. We talked a little bit earlier about, you know, um, 
business continuity and all of that. But we'll discuss that a little more in a little more detail in a few seconds. But essentially, this is not something that everybody has thought about. I mean, the first thing you do when you start a business is get insurance for your assets. You also, if you're in a professional environment, you may get, you know, professional indemnity insurance. But now all of a sudden, we're adding a whole new element to every business that operates anywhere in the world and even in South Africa is the whole issue, as you said, of cyber insurance. In other words, insuring yourself against risks that may happen without you even knowing about them because of your your systems, your platforms, your information that you're dealing with in an electronic manner. Am I correct in that respect? Yes, it's it's so important. You know, the businesses are... Um, you know, intelligent enough to make sure that your building is insured and that your content is insured. And a lot of those policies, um, King Price also provide, you know, the buildings cover, the full business insurance and the content aspect there will um, insure your hardware in most cases as well. So that will uh, be your, your, um, normal your, your, your computer. Yes. But now the thing is what I've, and, and we had, this discussion so many times now is once you actually go and have a look, if you wipe out all your um, in, uh, data that you've got stored on your um, computer system currently, can your business still operate normally? And many people say, no, never in my life will I have to close my doors. And that is what these guys know and what they are doing. So in circumstances like that, just to give you an example, they come in and they hack your system, they block all your information, and they've got hold of clients' information now. But where are you then left? You know, you're going to need proper legal people that can immediately start negotiating with these people or that can have a look at where you are, what you should put in place to stop your the, the liability, the legal liability on your side. You're going to need forensic people that can... Uh, professional people that can dig into this whole thing and start sorting out the problem. You need investigators that can investigate exactly what was the, the, the uh, you know, what was affecting your systems and what and is the damage caused. And, yes. And wh- whilst all of that is ongoing, you also, you've got that, that loss of income on your business, which also has to be covered by your, insurance by your cyber insurance to make sure that you know for for those days that you couldn't have operated normally whilst this had to be sorted out that that you still you know you're not going to be out of pocket you know and still be able to pay your people at the end of the month and continue the business normally and then the uh, what what can also go to excessive amounts are those defending um legal liability claims against you where people's credit card details or something might have leaked out and they are going to take recourse against you, take you to court to pay back those um, amounts stolen from them if they suffered any loss again. So it's actually a, quite a multi-layered type of of problem. I mean, on the one hand, like this huge hack that happened in South Africa recently, the company was totally yeah. unaware that the data had leaked out. Totally unaware. Yes. And they had no inclination until some third party said, oops, I've got all this information and guess where it came from. But so the company was happily doing business, doing what it needs to do. And now at this stage, huge amounts of liability may or may not occur. No one knows. And that's a perfect insurable type of incident, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that that is something that, you know, if I was um, looking at all the small businesses and the premiums, we have structured it in such a way that it doesn't matter the, the size of your business. You can have proper cover, you know, for a few million rand that is immediately available, you know, for these experts to come in without any worries further from you that can come in, make sure they identify the problem and put things again in place to make sure that you can keep on going um, and that this is not going to close your doors. But now, what would you as a, I mean, let's assume I as a small business take out your insurance. We'll get to the sort of costs and the nitty gritty in a few minutes. But right now, yeah. I take out cyber insurance and I have a breach. How quickly yeah. can you guys step in to assist me? I mean, what do I need to prove that there's been a, a, a proper breach how would I show that it's not just an accident on the computer? 
Well, that can be very difficult to, um, you, you know, to identify that yourself. Because as you've just said, we've, we've seen very complicated um, comp- systems and networks of big companies in South Africa and across the world that has be- that's easily been hacked by these guys. And it's not always immediately shown. Only by the time where people are starting to ask the question, but listen, this is detail that I've given to this specific company. And um, now I see that there's transactions going through on my credit card or my ID or something, or my ID and physical address and stuff has been used for other transactions, which was not done by myself. Many people pick this up on, on at, at a credit bureau that's contacting them and say, listen, y'all, we see that you've applied for this new loan or something like that. And I say, no, but I haven't done it. Or you're getting a phone call from some irate uh, furniture company saying, why haven't you paid for that new bed you bought? Things like that. Exactly. You see, so then, then by that time, the, the problem has already started much e- um, earlier. And um, then you will, you'll find yourself in circumstances where people will say, okay, but, but this came from you. This is the information that I got. Or you're the only people that I've given it to. And once you go and have a look there, they're the, the experts you will need to come in ah. and, and um, they will come and have to have a look, you know. And those costs already, will, in, a, in a claim like that, will be covered when they come in and they come and assess, you know, where, how was your systems breach, breached and exactly what happened there. But the other one is you get, you will switch on your computers the next morning and wait for your staff to start work. And then they will just not be able to get in there or, or continue with the systems. And then the next moment you will get uh, the information that the, these hackers want three, four million bucks um, before they are willing to release that again. You know, so where do you start then? You can't start the negotiation yourself or, or just go and draw the money and pay them off. They definitely won't just, um, you know, agree to terms like that. Then you need the legal people and forensic analysts to come in and, you know, who are professionals to deal with these people and make sure that you get your systems open and business going again. And obviously the, the cover covers the costs of that and setting everything up and getting it back up and running. Yeah, to give you a short summary is um, what, what the King Price policy is covering is the legal people that you might need, the forensic people that's going to come in, assessors that can that that is experts in um, exactly discover what the damage is that is might have been caused to your systems itself and your data, um, and then also that uh, legal liability that you might suffer if there's any claims coming your way. The legal people are um, covered, you know, up to the, uh, the the amount that you've chosen which can be millions for a very low premium. And then also that the loss of business income, which for me is so important these days, you know, because something like this can really stop your business for quite a while. Oh, no, no question. And I mean, you know, we're all, all working hard to try to keep the lights on and the doors open. And I mean, a month's worth of interruption, because which company today does not totally rely? I mean, when the power goes out, everyone goes home. You can't operate a business without your, your technology. So it's a critical. That, for me, is a more critical element than pretty much anything else. Yeah, and, and it's, it's mind-boggling for me that after everything that we saw, you know, you, you are still speak to friends and business owners, and we were completely, you know, blasé about the whole thing. Um, and if we look at it, it was, it was something like $5.7 billion loss in our GDP just last year and um, worldwide they reported in 2016 it came to 450 billion dollars um, that that went down the drain because of these um, the, these kind of crimes well it's exactly what we've been discussing so many times cyber crime today is a massive global business it's not just an opportunistic some knock someone on the head or steal their computer you know it's just become an organized very very profitable business so it's not something casual and the guys are throwing big resources at trying to hack into your computer so i think uh, it's something that you need to really consider as a major risk in a business going forward yeah, and you know, as technology, we, at the speed that technology is currently going, 
it's um, it, you know it creates that feeling with me that we're actually more exposed because you're not only working on computer systems now every day. Um, you, you're banking on your cell phone, and you know there are so many other mediums of going into per, you know giving your personal information. People are doing transactions online where you just enter your um, credit card, you, you know, and buy something worldwide. Um, you know the exposure is so big. One should really make sure that you are very clever nowadays and, um, you know, don't act irresponsible. Well, that's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a conversation for a whole whole hour or two to discuss on what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But now, if people are interested in getting this type of cyber insurance, where do they go? What are, who do they speak to? How do they go about getting a quote or getting information so that they know what they're doing? Yes. Okay, Stephen. So we can, um, you can go to cybersure.co.za. We also running a competition there where you can win. Um, where the, the first three people are going to win their share of a million rand in Bitcoin. Um, all the details of how to enter the competition is there, and um, it's a small, simple game also that you play. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just to create the, way, the awareness also around the cybersecurity thing. I don't know if you know, but October month was um, cybersecurity yeah, awareness yeah, yeah, month yeah, as absolutely. well. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely um, uh, in every sector, you know, people with an urgency who wants to create this awareness to make sure, you know, that you as a business owner know that at least you need to have a formal internet or network security policy in place, which which doesn't have to be very, um, you know, technical. Just stupid things that your staff shouldn't do by not, um, you know, making use of proper passwords, not letting a laptop lie around, you know, that, that's not been locked or secured. Uh, make sure that you, for nowadays, you, um, you can also conduct a cybersecurity risk assessment um, through professional people. That's not that expensive. So if you think you, your business is properly protected, rather get someone in like that, you know, that, that can come and see, you know, where your, your exposure where the is. the vulnerabilities lie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And well, unfortunately. The most important, yeah, sorry, the, the most important point for me is after you've done all of those things, Make sure that you get the cyber insurance. And you can also go to the website, um, king, uh, kingprice.co.za, www.kingprice.co.za, um, king, uh, or you can phone us on that 086 number, 505050, and um, speak to one of our experts to get your business insured. Well, brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us on the show. As I said, 20 minutes just goes past really, really, really quickly. But, I mean, this is a yeah, huge area. And, and definitely, I think that all businesses, from big to small, should be certainly looking at not only insuring your cars and your computers, but uh, your whole, the whole cyber and cybersecurity area as well. Well, thanks so much for coming on air with us. And um, I'm sure we'll chat some more about all these uh, fascinating ideas and things that you need to do. In fact, that's a great program, talking about what it is Thank that you, you need Stephen. to look at. Thanks so much for coming online. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back. Hopefully that was useful. I, I certainly hadn't given much thought to cyber insurance for my, for my business. I mean, I insure my gadgets, I insure my computers, desks, you name it, but who would have thought of insuring against a cyber attack? And, you know, as we heard, it could actually cripple your business. While you're busy sorting out your computers, making sure they work or your data's stolen, what do you do in the meanwhile? You're not earning any money, you can't invoice anyone, it becomes a, a real challenge. So, have a look at King Price, they do some interesting stuff around that space, and um, it may actually be a really good option for anybody who's operating even a large business, never mind a small business in this country. Now, moving on, um, I've got a quick and really interesting live read, and it's something to do with whiskey, which becomes very topical again in the holiday season. So Whiskey and Spirits Live is on at the Santon Convention Center from the 8th to the 10th of November 2017. And having hosted the world's largest whiskey festival for the past 14 years and following global trends, Whiskey and Spirits Live introduces 
select premium spirits. This is new. Last year, they never had anything like that for tasting, including gin and vodka. Gin has become huge. I cannot believe how all of a sudden it's become the thing. To the impressive lineup of over 290 whiskies under one roof. Now, please, I tried. You cannot taste even 10 of those, I must say, because after the, the seventh, I think we all history. All tickets include a bottle of uh, console bottled water, 16 t- tasting vouchers and a glass. Now you can buy these tickets online from Ticket Pro, Pros with an S, ticketpros.co.za for a discount on tickets sold at the door. Don't forget the Whiskey and Spirits Live Festival, 8th to the 10th of November this year. And... Um, Obviously, Whiskey Life supports responsible drinking, and no under-18s will be allowed in. So you're going to get carded no matter what. So do you remember? Whiskey Live, 8th to the 10th of November. Now, moving on to, again, my favorite part of of the show. My favorite part of the day, generally, is just getting a brand-new shiny gadget uh, in a box at my front door. And the gadget this week is really a, a, a cool, interesting device, and it is called a Sony. Now, All of us. In fact, Sony, what a brand. It's been around for as long as we can remember. First TVs in South Africa were mostly Sonys. And Sony have been in mobile for a long time. They've done some really interesting stuff. And their latest product, which I saw in IFA in Berlin and has hit the streets here in South Africa right now, is called – I must make sure I don't get this wrong because there's so many numbers – but it's the Sony Xperia XZ1. Now, Sony – actually done something very different to most people. The XZ Premium was a product I had a while back and was their flagship and is their flagship smartphone. It's big. It has a screen close to six inches. It has a large body. And some, to a lot of people, that's just too much phone physically for what they would like to have or do or need. Well, the XZ One is their more compact version of the XZ Premium. And in every respect, this phone has all the you know, the tech specs and tech gadgets and gizmos of the top-end phone. So, obviously, it is um, a top-end smartphone, but it has a 5.2-inch screen, which is a lot smaller, and a reasonably small or reasonably high screen-to-body ratio. Now, the latest generation of phones has been exemplified by the sort of edgeless Samsung Galaxy S8 has been to have almost no bezel, no surround. But the one I'm I'm playing with is black. You can hardly see where the screen ends and the bezels begin. So it hides its bezels well. But the fact is, in the world of very modern, shiny, um, sort of bezel-less super phones with massive screens and tiny bodies, the Sony is not following that particular particular path really well but again it doesn't make a huge difference it's very compact with a large enough screen slightly bigger than the iphone 7 and even the iphone 8 uh, not the plus but the standard ones and it has one huge first for many you know many people might uh, not even know that this is a thing but Android 8, this is the first commercial smartphone I've played with with Android 8. Android 8 was released a little while ago. It has hit this phone and, in fact, has been updated. I've had the phone for a week, and it's updated itself once already. And Android 8 is a very clean, slick update to Android 7. There are a lot of little benefits, um, always on screen, lots of improvements across the Android ecosystem. They've removed a lot of annoyances, which bugged me, questions asked, though I must say the um, Sony implementation of Android is pretty clean. It looks and feels very, very similar to stock Android, but of course they've added a couple of really smart apps. The standout features of this phone essentially are obviously Gorilla Glass 5 across uh, the front, so it's super hard and um, very scratch resistant, though a case and a screen protector might be required. Um, in normal case, I've managed to unfortunately scratch a Note 8 with with Gorilla Glass 5, which I had no intention of doing. It comes with the latest N- uh, Snapdragon 835 processor. It's super fast. It's as fast as any other um, cell phone on the market with an Adreno 540 GPU. That's the video card. So it's really quick. Every game 
no lag, no stutter. It's super smooth, super fast. And the implementation of Android here is really slick. I've, there's no slowdown. And it really shows in terms of battery life. I easily get through a busy day using this phone. It has to charge overnight. No two-day battery life here. But it certainly manages to get through a full, full, full day of use and work really hard with no real problem whatsoever. And I think that's a combination of the optimizations built into Android 8 as well as, you know, the latest chipsets from uh, Snapdragon. And obviously it plays with all the service providers, LTE, everything you can call it. It's got the latest version of Bluetooth. It's just been an incredibly smooth, easy phone to use. All the apps loads enormously quickly. Everything you know, happens at a flick of a finger. It hasn't given me any hassles, troubles. But the two standout features of this phone, things that you may or may not find important, but I really enjoyed them. It's got a 3D camera mode. You can make 3D emojis, or not quite emojis, not quite the same way as um, the new Apple emoji sort of activation thing coming with the iPhone 10. But certainly you can create... Um, Emojis in 3D, you can scan people in 3D, they can dance around. It's quite a cool little game. I've really enjoyed playing with it um, and creating these little avatars. Um, And the camera itself is a 19-megapixel camera, which takes pretty exceptional pictures. Now, Sony are one of the leaders in in, uh, cameras for smartphones, and um, I've just been... You know, told we've got to have a quick break for our last advert of the day, and then I'll be back to wrap up what's good and what my concerns around the XZ1 are. Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Hi there, and welcome back. That was really funny. I mean, even in the the plumbing business, there's people trying to rip you off. So. Just interesting, never mind cybercrime. But back to more fun things. The Sony Xperia. XZ1. Well, it's available in South Africa right now. It's on its retail prices in the 10,000 Rand range, which is excellent value for the quality and the build quality, the tech specs, the camera, and the capabilities of this device. And it's packages I've seen from all the various providers, pretty reasonable depending on what you do. So it's super competitive from that point of view. And as I said, Sony do standout cameras. This particular camera is a 19 megapixel. It is extremely good in good conditions. The only niggle I have compared to other phones of similar sort of capability, even though they may be a little bit more expensive, like the Samsung Galaxy S8, is that in low light conditions, I found it was hit and miss. Sometimes the pictures were really good. Other times they were a little bit grainy. Sometimes it struggled just a touch to focus. And I'm not quite sure. It was a little inconsistent in low light. But in normal sort of lighting, it was fast, took exceptionally detailed pictures. The front selfie camera is also excellent. It's a very high resolution camera. Great um, speed. So your front camera is really good. And the rear camera, as I said, is Excellent in most conditions. Um, just sometimes I had a little bit of a, a problem in low light. What it's also got is a mode that is pretty much completely and utterly um, unique to the Sony. Is a 960 frame per second slow motion mode, which is absolutely unbelievable. Faster than anything else I've tried. And it can actually slow down raindrops give you those amazing effects the challenge is it uses so much data it runs so fast that it actually uh, is limited to around about six second bursts but it is very cool you could add these pictures to your movies it just does really interesting stuff the other thing that stands out is the screen it is not a quad hd screen but then again even some of the other quad hd screens on the market run at normal hd to save battery life so you only get the ultimate uh, quality if you prepare to sacrifice battery life But what Sony have done here is that they've created a screen that is exceptionally accurate. The colors are great. It uses their triluminous display with their so-called X-Reality engine. But Sony have always been able to get amazing accuracy out of their screens. And it shows that watching videos on here, it's got HDR10. So if you watch Netflix or Amazon Prime and you've subscribed to the sort of premium services, not on Amazon, that comes standard. But you actually can see the difference. Colors pop, videos are great, and the screen is just big enough for the odd video if you want to watch it. So overall, screen not as high resolution as the competition, but certainly you would probably never notice it. It's good in daylight, it's bright, it looks amazing on games, and at the right movie, the picture is absolutely 
incredible. And your pictures that you take on it look fantastic. So for general use, social media, for your emails, you name it, it is really, the, the, it's, it's outstanding. It is also waterproof. Well, not completely waterproof. They call it water resistant. So it'll, it'll survive a splash of around about one and a half meters uh, for 30 minutes without any fault. And I must say it was quite interesting because the the um, SIM card slot is not really, it doesn't feel totally sealed. That's the only thing I felt needed to be sort of fixed. It doesn't, re- it, it could potentially pop out with a drop or with your nail. Um, it doesn't feel that secure, but I had no problem. I obviously had to test it. So I left it in a sink of water for a half an hour and um, wiped it off and off we went. So the, the casual spills, the odd drop in the pool, no problem. Don't go swimming with it, but it really works extremely extremely well um otherwise and in in just in general i must say that i'm a big fan of the sony quality this is typically smooth rounded it looks like a sony it it delivers like a sony it's clean it's solid it's extremely well built and i think it's a phone that you could probably live with for a long time sony have also seemed to have improved the updates really as i said um this is running the latest version of of android oreo version 8 it updated already to the latest um, security updates and that was in the week that i had it so overall it's a high quality phone with a really high quality screen all the latest technology you could possibly hope for. Perhaps they can fix the low level or the low light ability of the camera in software, which has happened over in the past. So if you like Sony, you're a bit of a fan of their products. It's a well, well-priced, well uh, well-sized phone. Not too big, not too small with a great screen, a really good camera for the most part. And the latest version of Android, it's fast, it's slick. Um, and as they said in all the marketing gumph out there, it's a Sony, really a good quality device, super competitive with everything else that's out in the market from the Huawei's to the Samsung's. So it comes down to personal preference. Go out there, try it, see if it, you know, it, it agrees with you. The front facing speakers are a great idea. I just thought I'd mention that. And overall, a good balance of performance, um, quality for the price. Now I can see, as usual, our time is running out. And I just wanted to highlight an app that um, I've been using for a little while and something that I'm actually going to meet with next week at uh, Africacom in Cape Town. They're here in South Africa to try to promote Truecaller. Now Truecaller is an app you download on your iPhone or on your Android phone, which gives you warning if you're receiving spam calls or spam SMSs. On Android, it can pretty much take over your whole dialer. It becomes the way that you make calls and receive SMSs. But go and have a look at True Caller. We're in, moving into the end of the year where people are getting a thousand calls from, you know, do you want to buy a new cell phone or SMSs from million people's, you know, we've got something for you. And it just has saved me a lot of time in a day. I see the, I see the call come in. It says known spammer, um, you know, and you just don't have to take the call and you know, you're not missing something important and it really, really does work. So have a look for True Caller, T-R-U-E-C-A-L-L-E-R, True Caller on your Android Play Store or on the, the iOS, um, App Store and download it and try it. There is a paid version, um, but I must say that it's not terribly obtrusive if you leave it in the unpaid version. And it really does help a lot to keep spam off your phone. And on that note, I'm afraid we have to call it a day. We have to wrap up now. And this is Stephen Ambrose talking tech here on Tech Talk right here on High FM. Stay tuned and come back next week. Same place, same time.